Shkoyach for coming, everybody. Today, we are, we continue with Shvat, learning the Elu Nishmas, Shimon ben Moshe, Tzvi ben Mordechai, Shia Rachma, Basar of Alter Nasanata, the Zivug Daniel Hanna, Basar Libi. The week is sponsored by the Deutsches, the Elu Nishmas, Rabbas Moshe Bechaya, by Dalia, our 11th honor of her 50th Aliyah anniversary, and by Esther and Shalom Parnas, the Elu Nishmas, Pina, Bas Yisrael, Verifka, Yaakov, Yisrael, Ben Yisachar. Um, for those that don't have the Sefer, I have pages over here. And for those that have the Sefer, um, it's not in the same, remember I have the old Sefer, so those are the, that's the number, the numbering is based on the old Sefer. Shoshana, can I see your Sefer for one second? This is the newer one, right? Yeah. Okay. Kuflamitet in in the Sefer. Kuflamitet. However, to understand what we're going to be doing, I, I've never done this before, but it seems so shayach. I want you to go to the last paragraph in this whole mimer. This will be the best explanation in order to understand what we're actually doing over here. So the last paragraph, it starts with the word ka'amor, will be the best way for us to understand what, what, are, we, what are we busy doing over here. Do you see the last paragraph? Ka'amor. Last page, last paragraph. Ka'amor. This will explain to us what we're aiming towards. What this ma'amar, really what all these ma'amarim are, but Rav Kluger is giving to us basically at the end what everything is, but I think that it's, it's quite important to have this in mind before we even start this. Ka'amor. Ha'hitraglut ba'avodat machshavazo training ourselves with this type of thought process, with this type of thinking, with training ourselves over and over again. By changing the way that we look at just about everything, but mainly it's going to be an understanding of self, okay? Changing the way that I... I, I view myself, I look at myself. He says straight out, This is basically preparing us, preparing vessels for the light of, the, of Mashiach, nothing, nothing less. Basically what this whole mimer is, training ourselves with a certain way of looking at ourselves. It has within us the vessels for the light of Mashiach. That the world will be filled with the knowledge of Hashem, and a Jew will understand and learn their own erich, their own value. Mm-hmm. This type of training that we're going to be speaking about will elevate a person's own self-importance in his own, in his or her own eyes, and will create a connection between a person and themselves. But that's with simcha and with ratzon. And it doesn't mean everything's fixed. It means while you're working. It doesn't mean while you're. It doesn't. He doesn't say here you're going to become a fixed person. It means that while you're actively working on yourself, this difference of, of 
viewing ourselves and of looking at ourselves changes, and we'll even reach a place of understanding how perfect the body with which you were given is, because Hashem chose it. A person will live with complete shlemut and a happy shlemut, with all of him. Even the chitzonius of your chitzonius. While knowing that what you're really made out of and what upon which everything that you're standing is kol kulo, Kodesh Lashem. So now, let's go back to the beginning of the Ma'amar, the first page. And I want to explain what we just said right now. I'll try to explain what we just said right now. This is very important. One time in Shul when I said, there are two types of people in the world, and then I said what I said, the person came up to me after Shul and said, there are two types of people in the world. Those that say there are two types of people in the world and those that don't go, those that don't get into that stuff. So I'm going to be very careful and say there are three types of people in the world, not two types of people in the world, okay? Now this is really important. I, I need you to open your hearts and Ramash, just try to, try to flow with, with these words right now. There are certain people that they're really okay with where they're at. They really feel that where they are is okay. It's fine. That's one type of person. There's another type of person that hears about what's possible, but they say, I'm just not made of that stuff. And life's circumstances until this point have not really given me enough of an anchor to feel like I can go and start swimming in these in these in the depths of what we're speaking about. And the third person says, if I'm still alive right now and I'm witnessing what I'm witnessing in this world, I don't have a right to ignore the unknown and what's available. So again, three types of people. One, content. Not not everything's good, not everything's bad. I'm just this is just where I am in life and that it is what it is. The second person, I see there's a whole world that's larger than me, that's bigger than me, deeper than what I'm used to. But in my last I'm programmed in a certain way. I'm 20, I'm 40, I'm 60, and it's going to be too, it's going to mess things up too much if I start to rewire certain, ch- certain plugs inside. The third person is saying, I have no, I, it's beyond, I have to, I have to jump forward. I have to grow. I have to invite a new consciousness into my life. I must, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And with Anava and with, even with Simcha and with Pachad, I'm going to jump in. Is that, is that clear? Okay. So where are you? Who, I hope it's clear that the third category is a prerequisite to come into these shiurim. <laughs> okay. You understand, right. You understand, like, anyone that's not, if you're in one, it's, en malasot, Hashem could split the sea in front of you, it won't change you. The second one is, 
is a rough one. That's like the in-between, right? But by now, if we're, you know, if we're still learning together by now, you realize it's, it's really three. It's really the third one. It's domeret, that, and we say this quite often, you know, there, there, it would be so much easier if we just chose a demut in Tanakh or like we took some kind of, a, you know, some kind of deep think, like a philosopher, philosopher, a holy philosopher from, from, I don't know, 200, 500 years ago, and just dissected his train of thought, right? But Be'emet, we've, I mean, I feel very strongly, and I, I think what most of you do, is that the third, what we're in right now, is like, we don't, we don't have an alternative. Some, there's, a, there's a certain point we reach in our lives where we're like, I, I can't afford to not jump in. I can't afford to not go deeper with what's available to me. And what I think the world needs of me and what I need of myself and what my children really need of me and what Hashem dreams for me. What Hashem dreams for me. Now, there's two ways of going about this. One is through total, total pachad ve'ema. Oh my God, who's going to show up on the other side of this? And that happens quite often when you do this type of work, inside work, with places that are not rooted in Kedusha. It might sound very healthy. It may sound very holy even, but it's not rooted in Kedusha. But the way when we do it, al-da'as tzaddikim when we take, when we're trying to just really understand for our day and age, what the deepest Rebbe's and tzaddikim were speaking about and bring it down to us, so yeshal mili smoch. We don't have to be so nervous that we're going to lose our minds and you know, have to change every single thing about our life because the changes are happening internally. They're happening deep inside. They're not necessarily happening about life decisions. It's more about a complete change. The greatest decision, greatest life decision, is a change of focus, is a change of the word histaklut, how I look at something, how I experience something, not what do I do or what do I say, but rather an inside Something that's happening, like when, like the way that something, when something real is eventually going to grow, the process of the integration where something new is happening is beneath the ground. You can't see it. You can't see it. It's actually, you're, it's covered in dirt. It's integrating with soil and there's a seed and there's rain and sun that are on top. But we know eventually those are the things that are matzmiach etzim, that actually bring forth, they bear fruit eventually. So it also makes this kind of work even more difficult because it's not like Weight Watchers when, I don't know if they still have that, but like, it's not like every single you know week or two weeks you could tell if it's working or not. This is a different type of, of diet. This is a different type of, of, of recipe for, for health. And it's Aldas at Sadiqim, but it's the type of recipe that basically provide for us the kelim, the vessels, to live with the light of Mashiach. Now in another shir, not this, but on the Sundays, was it the Sunday? No. His, I'm so I'm completely confused already. Maybe it was Rav Sasson's shir, I don't remember. When, what shir did we learn that there's already a heter to live in Erev Shabbos? Was it yeah. with you here, with Rav Sasson? No. This previous, this previous mimer, right, Tosefet Shabbat. That because in, on the level, on, on the calendar of our souls, of the world, we're already Friday afternoon at Erev Mashiach. The whole Shaila is, are you waiting for Shabbos to come in? Or are you bringing, Mashi- are you bringing Shabbos in early? 
Now for in a men's year, it's easier to say, of course we're going to bring in Shabbos early. <laughs> Why not? Lamalo, right? We're not we're not running around sweating like 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 the Benos Melech are. But you hear what I'm saying on a, on, a, on a consciousness is that there is this invitation now to bring in Shabbos early that wasn't available for us for thousands of years, and now it's about making the most out of the time that we have in front of us. So therefore. Many of this may sound to you like it's like psychology, like new age psychology, but it's mamash mamash not, and you'll see why. All right, and the Hebrew's not so hard over here. This is another level of what we began with the first ma'amar. The first ma'amar was all about shalom bayit between the body and the soul. This is the next stage of it. Okay, look at this. And I love the I love the name. I mean, how could you not want to learn a mimer that's called Ma'amar HaShalom? <laughs> what does it say about you if you're like, no, it's not so much my thing. Ma'amar HaShalom. Does everyone have pages? Everyone has a, a copy? Ma'amar HaShalom. I can't stand myself. Great way to start. Ma'amar HaShalom. I can't what the definition of someone that's blessed with shalva? Shalva means serenity, right? A person that was blessed with serenity is a person that recognizes their own value, not who they are, their value. And we're going to get back to this word over and over again. Their special value as a Jew. And from that place, they have shlemus with themselves and are happy with who they are and what their lot is. And only from this place of understanding my own value, I have the strength to keep on ascending up the mountain of Hashem. His heart feels this very good inside feeling that he has in this moment. And this person is also very satisfied with the external look of my character and my face. He's going to get very... It's so interesting. This Tzadik Rav Kluger, who if you saw a picture of him, you'd never in a million years think that he'd be speaking right now about um, the, the Torah of... of, of uh, Aesthetics and, you know, uh, cosmetology. Like, I, I don't even know what, how to call this, but he's, he's going to be speaking about, like, different ways of looking in the mirror and looking at your own face, even. You're actually, this, this level of serenity means that when you see what you look like, if you ever see a video of yourself, those are like, we have a whole tire on this, like, what the experience a person has when they see a footage of themselves. My children always ask me, um, Abba, is it weird when you hear your own voice? You know, not anymore. I'm wondering in the beginning what it was like, like that, because it's a very weird thing. Did you ever, do you ever listen to your own cheering? No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> I had a friend that dared me. He said to me, if you really, if you actually really want to consider yourself a Baal Besora, that means a, uh, Someone that has someone something to actually share in the world, 
you must listen, after you give every shear that day, you have to listen to that shear and do two things. One, critique yourself and also point out what was great. And then, and then, uh, and then I'll train you to take you to the next level. So you waited for like three months from, I, I never, you know, I, I never ended up doing it, but there's a whole tire behind it. Why? It's very interesting. What's the result when you accept yourself on all levels? You also feel loved, for real, by Hashem. You really feel loved by God. And wanted. That if God had to choose, if God was, like God had to, was like making up a team of, I don't know what, He would say, I, you, I'd actually choose you to be on my team. באופן מחובר, כאחד יחד עם הגוף, מרגיש יקר ומלא חן לפני המלך, together, your soul, your body, you simply feel precious and filled with חן before the king. על כן, therefore, when you live like this, מייקר את מחשבתו ודיבוריו ומעשיו. What does that word mean? מייקר. But it's an active, it's a... The, the, Treasures. Treasures. Huh? Treasures. You treasure your thoughts and your speech and your actions. Why? Because you are consciously aware of how much nachas it is bringing Hashem at that moment. Now, when we learn these kind of things on the outside, not pneumias, it gives us more of a, oh, I better not mess up. As opposed to the point is, what a what what a what a beautiful thing that my me being me and what I'm doing in this world brings a smile to Hashem. Just saying that brings a smile to Hashem. Why was the Chinuch world so scared to talk like this for so many years? There's there's a few reasons. One of them is because I don't know if they themselves believed that that's actually what happens, or I don't know if they themselves ever experienced such a feeling. But third of all, they maybe were so scared that if we just go with that sense of I can't believe how much love I bring to Hashem, then we would belittle the pacha, the, the yira, right? And we, we would kind of like, be, we would open a door for like all the bad things that, oh, it's not so bad, right? But that's, that's not the way it's gonna, that's not the way we give it over. We give it over and we give it over, hopefully in a way that, you know, children can feel like, how precious it is that when I, when I say a bracha, when I do a mitzvah, it's not just, okay, you did the right thing. You did the most amazing thing in the world. But they have to first understand what their value is about being a Jew. So it's a whole process what we're going to be speaking about. Harezo, now he starts off, I'm just warning everyone. He's starting off, it's weird that I was learning this parak. This should have come after the next segment. Because he's starting off so high over here. And I don't know, I was reading, I was like, wait a second, I, I need to catch up. You know, he's like talking about living in serenity and all these things. Don't worry, he's going to... It's a roller coaster, okay? This is the natural emotion that is aroused in the heart, in every healthy heart. You know, a person that's like saying these words in davening, and we're under the assumption that you believe in you believe in what you say. Like 
Like we're under the assumption that eventually we start believing the word. We, a, we understand the words we say, and bet that we believe in the words we say. So he's saying, if you actually believe the words you say, the most natural result of such an experience would be the above. It would be the above. So because I knew we were going to learn this, I had such a taiva this morning during davening to give a clap right before, right before Ahavas El Maftano Hashem Alekeinu. But then I realized I can't, like, they would just think, like, why are you, what in the world are you doing? It's not Rosh Chodesh, and even if it was, that's not before Shemunah, right? Mm-hmm. But if I, like, could have had it a deeper way, I would have, like, stopped davening before davening and say, listen, we're actually going to spend 10 seconds of silence after Yotzer HaMeorot, and before we say, Ahavat Olam Haftanu. Why? Well, just think about the words you're saying, right? Just think about it for a second. Because the result of someone that understands and believes what Ahavara Ba'aftanu and Chem Lagdola, Chem Lagdola, great compassion, Chamalta Alinu, you have compassion over us, results in this, this love awakens in the heart of any, any healthy heart. That would be the result, that's what he's saying. That's what it would manifest in. But it would be so wondrous. If after the love and compassion was known to a person, how could a Jew feel rejected? Why would a Jew feel rejected? And his heart is void now of this natural feeling of love that was supposed to reside within him. Why? What's the reason that this could actually happen? Simply. You know what's not rooted in us? Really knowing what our value is before HaKadosh Baruch We don't really recognize, we don't really know, we don't really understand it. And as a result of this, meaning I can't, I can't accept myself. And if I can't accept myself, why would God want to accept me? Who am I kidding? We're not speaking about something dramatic or exaggerated, a very low, low level. This is shocking what he said. He said, what could allude to the fact that there's, a, there's some kind of a, a, a gap or a non-recognizing of our true value? So he's going with the most mundane example. What does he say? Did you ever look in the mirror and not like what you see? He's not saying, like, did you ever cry? He's saying, did you, when you look in the mirror, do you not like what you see? It starts from there, he says. That's like a basic thing. Now let me ask you, why would he, how does this show us anything? How is by looking in the mirror and not liking what I see, how does this show me that I don't have a sense of recognizing my own value standing before Hashem? Hashem's creation. That's too easy. <laughs> That's too easy. Got to go deeper. Why? Why by looking in the mirror? I mean, it's it's also, it's true, but we need to we need to bring it down a bit. It's like saying that Hashem made a mistake, or made mistakes. That Hashem made a mistake. He gave me the wrong nose, or whatever it is, right? That we're looking for the what's wrong. 
so the way that I'm looking at something is I'm looking yeah. to see what's wrong as opposed to checking out and saying, oh, that actually, the, your eyes look, you know, your anadama, whatever it is. Looking yeah. for the flaws. Looking for the flaws. Just, just, but when I look in the mirror, I naturally look for flaws. I think it's pointing to the depth in which we see ourselves. What do you mean? Or how are we looking? Right. How are we looking at ourselves? Nachon. So is that okay that I change the word to how? Yeah. How are we looking at ourselves is really what, what he's saying over here. When I look into the mirror, how do I look at myself? Gen- like, Alevai. <laughs> Everyone's starting so high today. Alevai. Like, if, if we looked in the mirror and with the, with, um, I'm, the way I'm looking is as a Selim Elokim. You don't need to come to this year. It's all good. It's all set and fixed. Kol <laughs> besed. Also, that sound, even the language sounds so weird to us. Like when Rabbi Nachman says, "Like I'm a chiddush," right? We're all like, mm. "Right." <laughs> That's like sounds even though really, even though it's even so, though, so, it's so right, right, nachon, nachon, nachon. That's the thing. How 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 are we even looking at what at this product that showed up in this world? How are we looking at? Of course, it means what are we looking at, but how are we looking at it? And that's why the word... Well, that's what she was saying, Nachon. We, we, we look with flaws, but how are we looking is really going to be the point of this year, like transforming the way that I even look at my, look for myself and understand what I'm looking for is a whole different shift over here. Legamre, legamre, 100%. Mar'e panav, yeah, it's interesting. Face is a very weird ne- word in Hebrew, because it's the opposite of what it is. Nachon? Panim is such a weird thing. Because what should have this been called? Chutz. Tishtof et ha-chutz shilcha. Wash your... You know how deep now it is? Tishtof et ha-panim? Rebona shleila. Tishtof et ha-panim. And we're trying. This is where we're heading to, though. <laughs> this is where we're heading to. He's going to continue this. Look. I see my face, and I'm not happy. I'm not svaratzon. That's not just happy. Svaratzon is I'm not satisfied. I can't, I, I sense inside myself that this image that I'm looking at makes me sick. So who's a person like this? What, are the, what other qualities do a person like this have? Look what he says. You know those people, they, they apologize before they say something and after they say something? They, they like, I'm, I'm so sorry, but, or you say something and then you start apologizing right away. You don't know anyone like this? Or you can't stand. You know those. It drives me crazy. I was like this, but I, I, I got it. That this Indian I got ripped out of me. I was mamish like this, where every single time someone told you, gave you a compliment, you thought the avoda was to convince them that they're stupid. Like that's what that that that, that was your hasaga. You actually came to the conclusion that the holiest thing you could do at that moment was to tell them that they are wrong, or they made a mistake, right? Those things, those, those inyanim are alluding to some 
very clear indicators that you don't have shalva and you don't know your own value. Because the way that you're looking at your own value when someone gives you a compliment and you start to, you know, kind of just tell them that they're off, it means that it had no yichus to a piece of Hashem that was part of the compliment. It was just you. But we'll talk about that. יש מי שיבטא באופן שונה את חוסר השלום שבינו לבינו. That's interesting. Do you understand why that wording is so weird? Someone, there are those that will express in a different way this lack of inner peace that exists between man and himself. Eviyatai Bani has a great, many great songs. One of them is called Ava Rachaman. I don't know if you've heard it. Kedai Me'od, it's very, very deep. Where one of the lyrics, he says, Lasot shalom b'ni leven That's really what I have to do. To make shalom between me and me. And then the chorus goes, Lipol el zro'otav hamushatot shel avarachaman. And then I can fall into the arms of avarachaman, of the master of, of, of rachamim. And for those of you who, your kids, are maybe very much into Kochav Nolad, someone, a 16-year-old, I only know this because my two older daughters are big chassidot of, uh, of that, of that uh, tacharut. And there's a 16-year-old boy that just uh, covered that song. That's why it's very hot right now amongst the youth. Um, I was like so excited. I was like, wow, my, my girls and I are listening to the same music. I was like, no. <laughs> it's still... It's a remake of something that, you know, came out 25 years, 20 years ago. But for a moment, it was like it was fun to think that. Okay, so, Yesh Mishi Yivateh Be'ofen Shonet Chosen HaShalom SheBeno LeVeno. So how do I express this lack of peace between me and me? Kegon Shenasa Ayn Ve'yefes Mi'idei Bo'o Samuch L'Anashim G'dolim. You ever become small amongst big people? He's calling it out. I'm just warning you. He is calling out everything in this mimer. There's, there's nothing he's leaving. Look what he did already. The chavah that apologize before they say anything or after they say anything. People that always diss people if they complimented them. Now becoming small amongst great people. He said, all things, mamish, in this things that are in front of us all the time. So, kegon shenasa, ayin va'efes midei bo'o samuch l'anashim g'dolim, ad ki shokach l'chalutin et elkoa miyuchad lo. Until you completely forget, completely, what your precious value is when you're amongst bigger people, great people. This is such a deep thing. I see this a lot with musicians that we're in the presence of other musicians that are much more talented and greater than them. They, they become like, like sardines. They become not, non, you don't even recognize them anymore because in their, they completely lose sight of their own erech. So I'm going to embarrass you a little bit, Karen, not about you, but about your holy husband. Because I know that he grew up, uh, like me, admiring very much one of the guys that played here, Motzei Shabbos, the, the guitarist, right? Duvid, who's a, who's a, he is a, he's a talent. He's <laughs> mamash. I've spent years just mesmerized by his, his fingers and his singer songwriting, his unbelievable thing. And, um, and I saw that when he went up to Motzei Shabbos, he was a person with his own erech, not gaiva, but this one, going to another person that gave him hashra'ah, and it was so peaceful. And then 
he, David brought Yonatan to meet David's mother, who was sitting in the crowd, who he wrote that song uh, with, that he played called, uh, what was it called? Wake Up Moses, I think that was the name of the song. So it's such a, I, that's why this, it's, it, it jumped out right now, is that because when people have some type of a recognizing of their value, it's not gaiva. It's nothing to do with gaiva. That we have to, and it's a very thin line, it's very hard to understand this. People that recognize their erech does not mean they're full of, full of themselves. Lahefech. Lahefech agamur. And I saw that Motzei Shabbos, it was a really beautiful moment of, of, of just portraying a Torah like this in a very beautiful way. I hope you don't kill me here. I hope he won't kill me. But it was very, it was very special. I learned a lot from that moment. הצד השווה באלה שבעומק נפשו חש עצמו בלתי רצוי. The common denominator in all the examples we just gave is that a person senses in themselves, they feel בלתי רצוי, like unwanted. נזקק להתנצלות, I need to apologize, כאילו אין לו זכות קיום, as if I don't have a right to exist. מרבה להימלט אל חדריו, לבל ירבה להיראות בחוץ, a person like that becomes a hermit. Becomes an introvert. Or what ends up happening is that you've accustomed yourself to identify with the concealment, with this hiding place that you've just, where you've covered your own character, your own natural character, and you identify with this other character because they've been the one in the driver's seat this other character has been in the one in the driver's seat and you've been with them much more than you've actually been with yourself and that's just what you're accustomed to. And you take a, and like people have this, these meltdowns in, in, in life and they realize at a certain point, who has been driving this vehicle? Who in the world has been driving this vehicle? Why do I feel so much more comfortable with this even though I know it's not the emet? It's not the nekudai of emet. But how could I feel so comfortable? Why do I feel so comfortable over here? It's because you, you're comfortable with what you're accustomed to. You're comfortable with what you've made a hergel. It could be a total facade. It could be something that's not you. But you're more comfortable with it because that's just what you know. Why do I, why I always wondered this. How could it be that after World War II, so many Jews went back and lived in Europe? How could that be? I was shocked when I found out that there was like anyone, really, I remember as a, a teenager, I was doing some history research paper and I was like, and, and the, I think the question was, like, find out exactly how many, how many Jews went back to each hometown, right? So I, was, I told the teacher, like, no, no, you mean, like, how many Jews left? And the teacher said, no. How many actually went back to their hometowns? I said, well, are you kidding me? No one. I said, go do your homework. And I was shocked. Do you know, you know the percentage numbers? But there, there were several, <laughs> right? There were people. About six years ago, to Iran. So we say to ourselves, how on earth, doesn't that sound insane what she just said? So it sounds insane, but where is it rooted in? It's rooted in a place of, I have the same thing with my family in Buenos Aires, in Argentina that never left in Argentina was not, it's not a, it never, it was never easy, it was never good. And we always wondered, why didn't my uncle ever, why didn't he ever leave? Why didn't he ever come here? Why didn't my cousins ever, ever leave? 
It's simply that because of this place of, even if it's not good, even if it's not the best, it's what I know. It's just what I know. Sorry? The unknown is too scary. Or sometimes the, well, it's either too scary or the known is too irrelatable to me because I'm not that. It can't be that I'm, you know, I've already, I've, even though this isn't the real me, it's an, it's enough to get by. And life's about getting by. Life's about getting by, but this year is about building Kalim for the light of Mashiach. And life of Mashiach, Kalim of Mashiach, it's not about getting by. So it's pushing us for more. Yeah, well, we were getting by. We were fine. Total, it's a, even the last Shabbos, this Shabbos, exactly. Exactly. All the Mepharshim are wondering, like, how could, they, how could they be saying, how could they say such psukim? It's just because it's still, it took 40 years for a generation, for that generation to realize it's not just about getting by and that they have yet to meet the real them. And even though they knew what they knew, that was not yet the real them. Why is this type of learning so threatening to people? Because people that are from for their whole life hit a rock, at a, at a certain point hit a wall and they say, even though I haven't been rebelling or doing anything necessarily wrong, what is this thing called, called the soul? And, and it's such a threat to the way I lived my whole life. And it starts to, it's such a threat. It threatens. It threatens the legitimacy of how I lived life until now. But the way that you do it, Bipnimius, is that nothing is a threat. Everything is exactly the way Hashem wanted it to be until this second. You can't say that about the next second. But it's only, it's about this second. Everything is exactly the way the Rebbe Shleilam wanted it to be until now. But Bechira means, starts from this moment. Bechira has nothing to do with the last 60 years. It has to do with now. However old you are, it doesn't matter. 20 years, 30 years, Zom that's a very deep nikuda. Now he asks, you know, he adds another element to those that are running away from themselves and not even realizing it. Look in the bracket. By me, it's in the bracket. You have that too. There are those that actually mom is run away from themselves. Do you understand what he said? There are those that hide behind the Gemara. They hide in the base Medrash. I told you that sometimes Rav Bravender, I was looking to see a few weeks ago, um, Rav Bravender at a certain point kicked out some of the greatest Masmidim in the yeshiva because he saw they were hiding there. He kicked them out of yeshiva. Guys that were learning more than anyone else. He actually threw them out because he sensed at a certain point these, you're, you're actually hiding from the world and you're hiding from yourself. Again, A person like this has never allowed themselves to actually feel the person who's actually having all these thoughts, holy thoughts of Torah, meaning you sit there for years, but you've never come in contact with the person that's going through that's activating all these thoughts in your mind of holy thoughts. Who is that person? You. 
you understand? You're hiding behind, you're even hiding behind holy things. A person shows up before a mirror, Pitom Oh, there's a whole person here, not just a sugya. And you start getting pretty puzzled and embarrassed. Basically, what is he saying here? Sometimes you meet Chabad, they're learning and learning and learning. And they, unless, unless you're speaking in, in, in yeshivish, you, you, they, they, you, you can't talk to them. There's, not, you, there's nothing going on. You ever have those Chabad come for, for <laughs> the gap years? No. You, they, unless, unless what you're saying has to, can somehow be found in the language of a sukya, there's no conversation. There's nothing to talk about. Did you call it a lack of emotional intelligence? Probably. More courage. Courage. Yeah. Courage. Courage. Yeah. Courage. 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 Place we had overlooking the, like towards Neve Daniel, like the Kramim there, it was gorgeous. And I remember um, then we had uh, the Atkins were our neighbors, if you know Yechiel and Yael Atkin. And actually, the Rosens, we, it was a bunch of, it was a great chaver, it was amazing. And uh, there was one year that I I went to go, I was still traveling a lot, I went to play in a certain high school in New York. And um, so wild, it was so insane, it was so it was so wild. But well, I'm, I'm, I'm pointing this out because I recognize some of the faces, and then a year or two later, some they had some guys over for Shabbos, the Atkins, right? And I'm looking at them, and I'm, very, I'm having deja vu, but I'm getting very confused. So I'm looking at these boys that are there for Shabbos, and I never even told them this. And I was like, nah, can't be. And then they came up to me, they started talking to me. But And the more they were talking to me, I'm like, nah, I was wrong. And then I said to them, listen, I have to, I have to ask you something weird. Were, were you the guys that jumped up, whatever, that, that did this whole thing when I came to a certain high school a few years ago? Their faces turned mamish, pink, like red. Right? I wasn't trying to embarrass them. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. Khalid, I don't care. Like, let's do it right now. But the thing is, you, this, what happened to you? <laughs> Without defining it, I just like what actually happened? Like what took place? Yeah, what took place? Like what 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 is this? I can't I can't even like I was why because I was I was like talking about you know sukkis or what the, what life is like or Eretz Yisrael or the beauty. And every every sentence was a word that you would use in a pilpul in a sugya. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've had these right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's tamim. At a certain in the beginning, it's tamim, but at a certain point, it becomes just like, wait a second. When you look in the mirror, do you all you see is an okimta or a stira mineubei, or do you see there's actually a there's a ma- yeah, there's a mahalach, and it's called you. You, you, you're something. You have an erech. You, that's the point of what he's saying. You have a value. You, 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 you on your own. You have a value. 
So this, what he's, this is the last point he's making. You can even not sense your precious value, so to speak, while you're hiding behind holy things. Like you said, even working on yourself. Right? The next paragraph. You don't sense the, the, the real preciousness, the treasure of your own, your own treasure. My thoughts, speech, actions, they're nothing, there's nothing too worth investing in appreciating what it is. I, whatever, I am just this. You're learning and you're learning about how precious and holy Am Yisrael is and this people of destiny, you learn the you learn the famous midrash Breshit. The midrash says Bishvil Reshit, which means it was the world was created for the sake of Am Yisrael that are called Reshit. All these midrashim. Ach mefareshet ha'inyan, but when you give a parish to what you learned, this whole matter keilu neemar acherim. Well, chelik meod meod pnimi elion be elion benistar. These geval the gatayers about holiness of Am Yisrael. The Kedusha of Am Yisrael, the Godless of Am Yisrael. I believe in them, they're all true. But it's a it's a it's them. It's other people. This is not coming from holy Anava. You understand? This is not coming from Anava. It's coming actually from like this from the other side. It's not coming from a good place. And it's a very important that I, I stress that that, that 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 difference. What you're saying, what he's explaining here is not saying they're so humble, they don't think that they're holy. When they hear the word holy in Am Yisrael, their own mitzvah has nothing to do with that picture. It's a distant thing. It's nothing to do with them. That's not a holy thing. It's misguided. Elyon venistar, or, or, or it has to do with, maybe there's an akuda in me, but it's so hidden. And it should remain hidden. It's just there for whatever reason. Ta'amim rabim lo, the person has all these different reasons. Madua ena kavana el metziyuto apshuta v'nochachit shuchai ba ve'ima. Mevakesh hala liyot nechut b'ne atzmo. So the person just wants to just like be low in his own eyes. Ki choshesh, shema yesh kan dvarim she'chayvu oto yoter el amida. This is a great thing we've spoken about many times. Why don't we believe, why don't we want to accept this to be the MS? about that we are actually much more than who we think we are, and we, our value is so much deeper, because I don't want to be in a state of owing God anything more than I'm already signed up for. I don't want to have to be more committed to anything that I'm already committed to. As if the, our relationship with the Rabbanu Shleilam is about, you know, what I owe and what I don't owe. And that's where it's coming from, he says, to a certain extent. So therefore, if I'm just okay where I'm at, I'm on Shlav Aleph, person number one, content, or person number two even, this falls into the second category that we saw in the beginning of Shir, those states of mind and being won't demand of me to give any more, to do any more than, I'm, than I already am. Because in my mind, if I arouse, if I awaken my state of consciousness and awareness, what comes with that? More obligation more responsibility. So I'm, life is already complicated enough. I have enough, uh, you know, uh, what's it called in Hebrew PTA meetings? Asifotorim. I have enough asifotorim to deal with. Asifotorim. 
Life is complicated enough. But the understand that if we actually truly valued, if we knew how to value the value of being a Jew and of bringing Jewish children into the world, it's true. It is a whole new world because a lot of things that are currently in our lives, there's no way we would be okay with it. There's no way. Things our children see, with screens, there's not, there's no way in the world we would be okay with it if we got more of a sense of the value of bringing a Yiddish and a Shama into the world. There's no way. And Sikui. So the tension is meets us right there, what I just said right now. Because I don't want to become this, this like, what, what was that song of uh, Blue Fringe? Flipping out. And I love them. And Dove is a good friend of mine, the one that I think wrote or whatever. But I, that, that, that song is not a good one. The word, the whole Indian of that song, is not, it's, it's funny, but it's also the doker. It, it, it's, yeah, I actually do want to flip out. I want to, I want to flip, I want to flip out, like in the deepest way. Not the flipping out that makes me feel like I got to take on more and I just want to get to know the value of what this whole story really is. And it's the most beautiful, it's the most purposeful journey a person can make in this world. It's the most purposeful. It's the most worthwhile journey a person can make in this world. And it's not threatening, it's loving and it's exciting and it's thrilling. But the way that I have to learn about it has to be loving, exciting and thrilling. And yes, Baruch Hashem, more responsibilities will come on but not in the way that we're used to coining the term responsibility. Usually when I say that word responsibility, what kind of connotation does that word have? Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Burden. 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 How, can you imagine if the word responsibility, the connotation of the word, that word was? Wow. <laughs> You're good. Wow. What else? Connect. Uh, Actually being connected to the real MSDK light in the world. What else? Opportunity. Opportunity. That's such an important word. Opportunity. Relationship. Self-respect and not self. Self-respect. Your ability to respond. Well, he's going he's gonna to speak about that in, at length. Because that's a big one, what you're saying. That's a huge one. What you just said, Meira. Because that's the word. Respond, right? The response, how I respond to things, I'd be a different, I'd be a different, and, and what, what, you know when we get most embarrassed of ourselves, how we, how we get triggered and how we respond to that. But if I'm living a completely different way of understanding the value of myself, my response system would be completely different. You, our triggering would be different. Everything about us would actually, in those departments, would be refined. And it would change the whole game of how I go about this this. This, this thing called Olam Hazem. He says over here, look at the bottom, this, we're going to end with this, this bottom sentence. But way before he said, person's nervous of the world of responsibility. You know why? Ki terem lamad zilzul atzmi hu hayadut. I love that line. He said, because that person has yet to learn that zilzul as the self-disparagement is the opposite of Yiddishkeit. It's not the opposite of, of uh, uh, with all my love to John Kabat-Zinn and 
mindfulness meditation, it's not the opposite of, of other Torahs and worlds. It's the opposite of Yiddishkeit. Zilzul Atzmi is the opposite of Yiddishkeit. She's setting us up for this amazing journey. Bemet, there's a lot here. I know this uh, this brings out a lot of things. And if something, now, I just, uh, this is important. I took upon myself to say this after I had a very unpleasant experience yesterday where someone that's not w- with us live that didn't really understand the flow of a shir I gave yesterday, I got it on my head hard from someone like yesterday because, and, I, and I'm just saying, like, if these, these are talk, we're, we're talking on like Nimea Neshama, the strings of the soul and these type of shiunim. If something's not understood or not, or not even agreed, that, that's mutar, you know, that's not like a, when you walk in here, you adhere to every word that's said of you. No, we're, we're growing. Things can be understood differently. I always say, like, if it takes away from the general sense of the whole class, well, we could speak about it <clears throat> afterwards. Everyone has the contacts. These are very delicate issues we're going to be speaking about. They are essential tools for developing Kaling for the later Mashiach. Of course it's going to be uh, out of our comfort zones. But please know, there's always... Bemet... This type of learning demands much more than just once a week of getting together, of, of learning here. That, that's the truth. Five, six years ago, I don't remember when it was, I think about six years ago, when we started learning Sicha Saran, or maybe we were learning the Kutimara, I don't remember what we were, something with Reb Nachman. Some of the Chavra tried to start a Chabura that was based off of the learning to then discuss it and learn it deeper, V'chuleh. There's going to be more and more things developing, Bezrat Hashem, in the next few months here, but I encourage that if there is a push by a few chevra that want to take learning, much more than just the hour that we're together, take advantage of it, because these things need to be aired out. And especially when it's a, you know, I could do, I could do what I'm speaking about with the men, but obviously it's not for here. This is your own, this is your sacred women's space that you have to, Mamash, in your own way, feel as comfortable as possible to, you know, to speak about with each other. So I encourage, I encourage just taking things to the next level, forming new chaburas, opening your heart to new relationships that can discuss this type of language in a way that would make you feel most comfortable and driving each other, driving each other, pushing each other, to, like the Bleimach Shavatova says in the beginning of the Bleimach Shavatova, that the, pers- the purpose of the society, of this expanded expansion of consciousness, cover, is to basically not look down at the world, but to choose to look at the world from a higher gaze, from a higher view. Just a, he said just a little bit of a higher view, to experience life, to look at life, to have a istaklut on life, a little bit of a higher view, and without a chavra, without a chabura, Encouraging each other and pushing each other. It's, this is almost impossible to do this type of work on, on your own. So, Demet, I'm giving everyone the, 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 the koach and the idud to enhance the learning on any way, shape, or form that you can. And I haven't given up yet on convincing them to even print a new edition of, of, of the Sefer. Okay. Shkoyach, everyone. Thank you so much. These are my relatives. They passed away. What's this called, this place? The Allen. It's Swiss.